Welcome to the ProVest Perspective with Noel Swain, CFP, and host Pamela Lida. Noel is an investment advisor with Cambridge Investment Research, a monthly columnist for the Spartanburg Herald Journal newspaper, and has been interviewed many times on NPR. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready for some straightforward, honest talk. Now, here's Noel Swain and host Pamela Lida. Imagine you've been saving your whole working life for retirement, and now it's finally here. Maybe you've been able to take advantage of a company 401k. Perhaps you've also started your own IRA. You might also even have a pension. You might have even taken a side job to save a little extra money. You've worked so hard for this day. But now that retirement's finally here, you have to look at how to start spending that money. And at this point, your whole outlook is going to shift away from saving to spending. But how does that really work? Today on the Provost Perspective, we're going to tell you how. Today's topic is how to make your assets last a lifetime. It's about how to make all the assets that you spent so much time accumulating fund the retirement that you've worked so hard to prepare for. You know, happy day. What we're going to be talking about today is making assets last a lifetime. Now, people, they put their money in and I've got many clients that never want to spend the money that they put away. You know, they've got enough money coming in in retirement that they don't need to spend anything. They want to pass it on and that's fine. But then most people do need to send money on, and then toward the end of their life, they need to start spending some of their money, you know, to maintain their lifestyle and do the things that they want to do. And, you know, it's harder than you might think to change your financial habits. While there's some people who make the mistake of spending too much on frivolous things, others are petrified of spending a dime, like what I was just saying. Some retirees hoard the money they tried so hard to save, even though it's time to put those funds to good use. But don't let worries about money keep you from taking the vacations now that you might not be able to enjoy later in your retirement years. Whether you are at the point where you're still saving, whether you are getting ready to retire, whether you are already retired, we want to make sure you're on the right track. Not too late to start thinking about making the spending part of your retirement successful, just like you did while you were saving. Now, I'm not retired yet, and I don't have any plans to retire. But since this is my practice, I'm able to take some time to do things that I'd like to do. And recently, I went on a whitewater rafting trip, and I took my two grown children. And some people have asked me about it, and I said it was everything I hoped it would be. It was so much fun. It was so much adventure, and we had such a great time. And what made it the best that it could be was the fact that I was sharing it with Tyler and Noel, my two children, and the fact that they were with me. And the only thing that I think now at my ripe old age of 73, I've always been the person who was in the role of taking care of them. But I sort of got a taste of how it feels when they're starting to take care of me now. (laughs) They wanted to carry my bags and things like that, you know, from where our campsite was back to the boat when we'd get on the river when we were spending overnight. And I would want to carry my own bag. I'm strong enough to do that. I work out. But they were insistent on helping their poor old decrepit dad, you know. (laughs) You know, but it was a lot of fun. They had a good time, and I know they had a good time because when it was over, they came up to me and said, okay, Dad, what's next? Where where we go next? <laughs> and they were saying things like, well, what about a rafting trip in Costa Rica? 
or an African safari. I said, good gracious, what have I done here? I believe you have started something. Yeah. But the thing of it is, it's important to be able to enjoy the money that you have saved along the way. It's important to be able to spend some money and do things that you've always wanted to do. You know, make a bucket list. Because this was definitely on my bucket list, and I was able to check that off. And it was a whale of a lot of fun. And I can tell you this, just staring up, because we didn't use tents when we were sleeping out on the ground, and just looking up at the starry sky that was between the big rock formations that went up on each side of the canyon, it was, to me, it was a spiritual experience. I mean, I was speaking directly to Jesus when I was praying on my little cot when I was doing that. I was so thankful for being able to do this with my children in such a beautiful place. Right. It is important to uh, enjoy your money. It's also important to be responsible. And there's kind of a fine balance in retirement. Yeah. The thing of it is, I've known a person who basically went through all of her money that she had in retirement because she had a daughter who was always a victim of something. And she was always complaining about being a victim. And her mother spent every penny that she had on this person. And she passed away recently. And I don't know what's going to happen to the daughter because the daughter, she has nobody now. She doesn't have anybody that she can take money off of anymore. And that's too bad. It's important to get a plan. Mm -hmm. And that's what this friend of mine didn't have. She didn't have a plan to say, okay, I'm going to have this much money. And the daughter was able to pull out her heartstrings and get her to give her money that she shouldn't have ever given away. And therefore, her money just dwindled until it was nothing. Let me take a few moments and introduce ourselves for those who are just joining us. Uh, I'm Pamela Lida. I'm host of the Provost Perspective, and I'm talking here with Noel Swain, who started Provost Wealth Advisors in Spartanburg, South Carolina, close to 40 years ago. He has been a certified financial planner, or also known as a CFP, for 30 years. So he's got a lot of experience in what he's speaking of. For all the information we're talking about today, you can uh, find any of the reports we've referred to at www theprovestperspective.com and the phone number to reach us with any questions is 1-800-277-0025. I know just before I interjected there, you were talking about a client of ours who did not have a plan and sort of went through the money a little fast. How can we help them with that? The whole thing. I mean, some people are afraid to spend their money and they're so afraid that they fail to enjoy their retirement years. They're just holding on so tight. And at the same time, there are people like this lady I was just talking about with no retirement budget whatsoever and found herself using up all her money because she had a daughter that wanted to take money from her mother all the time. And so the best thing that could have happened in either case is a plan. I mean, that's what we talk about. I am a certified financial planner practitioner. And because of that, I'm used to putting together plans that my clients go by. And they bring the plans back in and we say, okay, is our spending working? Are the investments doing what they're supposed to do? You know, have I run into any unforeseen obstacles with this spending plan that I've got? And am I drawing down on the money? Am I doing the things that I want to do? Did I go on that cruise that I said I would like to go on? Did I do that? And that's what planning is all about. And so everything comes down to having a plan. 
Now, if you need some retirement planning advice, we would love to help. As Noel was just saying, the retirement tool that's in our wealth toolkit is how we get our clients prepared to make sure that their retirement assets last a lifetime. And if you're interested in talking with us about retirement plan and in how we might be able to help, then give us a call at 800-277-0025. Again, that phone number, if you have any questions or you'd like to set up an appointment, 1-800-277-0025. Our goal here today is to get you thinking and moving in the right direction. You've heard the saying that a little knowledge goes a long way. On today's show, we will be discussing the rules governing spending, required minimum distributions, and how to be smart when it comes to thinking about taxes and withdrawals. We'll even delve into strategies for minimizing the tax bill for your heirs. You know, it's amazing how much time and energy we put into diligently saving money for retirement and how little time is devoted to talking about the best way to withdraw that money and spend it. And there's so many ways to get caught up in penalties and higher taxes if you don't have a good plan once you get to retirement. So let's look at some of the best ways to maximize your retirement withdrawals. Yeah, we first want to look at the 4% rule. To be confident that your money will last as long as you do, you'll need a good idea of how much you have to save and how much you can afford to spend each year in retirement. The 4% rule was introduced by financial advisor Bill Benjamin in 1994 as a guide to how much money a retiree could withdraw from their retirement accounts each year and still feel confident that he would not run out of money. The rule simply states that you can withdraw 4% of your savings in the first year of retirement. In future years, a 4% base is adjusted for inflation on an annual basis. Assuming you know how much money you'll need on an annual basis, the 4% rule can also be used to determine how much you need to save to reach that goal. The 4% rule worked well for a while, but a lot has changed since 1994. Number one, back then, interest rates were higher and bond investments were generating more income. Unfortunately, since the Great Recession in 2008, we've been mired in a low-return environment in which bonds are unable to replenish the funds that are withdrawn each year. Number two, Americans are living longer than ever before, putting additional pressure on the 4% rule, which was designed only to make funds last for 30 years. According to the Social Security Administration, 25% of today's 65-year-olds will live past age 90, and one in 10 will live past age 95. So if you plan on retiring at 62 and expect to live well into your 90s, those last few years could be a struggle, at least financially. Number three, the 4%, well, that's based on a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds. Any deviance from that mix renders the rule less effective. The portfolio and the reliability of the 4% rule can also be impacted by the volatility of Wall Street, which we've also seen happen. Now, one thing that we do to get by with that is that we actively manage our clients' assets. And because we're actively managing those assets and we are pulling money out of the market or putting money in the market based on the trends that the market is telling us that it's in, then while our models are designed to mitigate some of the risk that's inherent in a stock portfolio, and the ride is supposed to be, and you know, when we aim for it to be, a good bit smoother than if you are just staying in the market all the time, leaving the money in bonds and stock. Because usually bonds will buoy 
a falling stock market. And then when bonds aren't doing all that great, stocks usually do well. A friend of mine once told me they were sort of like the pistons in an engine. So our active management strategy is designed to keep people invested in such a way that they can adhere by the 4% rule. We're not always going to be up in our investments, but we like the idea of ownership and America's great companies. And over the long period of time, it has worked well when you add the added work that we do in actively managing our portfolios. And so with all that said, I'll tell you that many financial advisors believe the 4% rule can still be used as a general guideline, especially if you build some flexibility into your plan. If you're fully invested in the stock market, withdraw less than 4% in bear markets and more than 4% in bull markets. Also, if you're fully invested, be prepared to cut back on expenses in the bad years, even if it means adjusting your lifestyle a little bit. Cutting expenditures just 5 to 10% in down years can increase the safe withdrawal rate to 5 to 6% in what you call normal years. Now, with our active management style that we use for our investments that I just described, we are less affected by the volatility of the stock market. And so I think that that's something that we have over a lot of people that, that either believe in putting your money in an interest-bearing account of some type, like a CD or annuity, or people that put money in buy-and-hold strategies that you stay in the stock market no matter what the stock market is doing. Now, we would love to get this information that we're discussing to you today out to you. The name of the report is entitled How to Make Your Assets Last a Lifetime, and there's a couple of ways to get all of this information. Number one, call us at 800-277-0025, and we'll be glad to send one out to you in the mail or even email if it's easier for you. Or you can download your own copy by visiting our website at theprovestperspective.com. It is the featured report at the top of the page, and while you're there, check out some other reports we've got there. Again, that's theprovestperspective.com, where to find that report online. So, Noel, since a lot has changed since the development of the 4% rule, what alternatives are there? Well, with increased longevity and the current low-return environment in mind, it has been recommended that you only spend 3% of savings per year with no adjustment for inflation. Because it's not adjusted for inflation, the withdrawal rate is based on the portfolio's value each year, making it safer than the 4% rule. For example... If you've got a, call it a $1 million portfolio and you're taking out 3%, then you withdraw 30%. If the account goes down to 900000 and you're drawing out 3%, well, then what happens is you drop to $27,000 the next year. If the account goes from $1 million up to $1.1 million, well, then the next year, instead of drawing out 30000 you draw out 33000 And that does have some validity to it, and you could actually do that at the 4% rule, too. It's just that you're likely to get raises faster if you only take 3%. Also, take all your personal life expectancy into account when you use the 4% rule. If you think you stand a decent chance of living more than 30 years in retirement, you may want to strongly consider that 3% or maybe 3.5% withdrawal rate, at least in the initial years. Additionally, the 4% rule is based on withdrawing the same amount and, again, adjusted for inflation every single year. 
history shows that barring a major unexpected expense, retirees spend more in the first few years after they stop working than they do later on. So the 4% rule doesn't really address the greater need for funds in the early years of someone being retired. Retirees typically spend more in their first years of retirement when the extra leisure time is new and their health is at its best. Barring any major health issues, spending generally declines with age, with only 75 to 80 percent of the initial retirement expenses increasing with inflation. That's one of the areas that we like to talk about when we're doing our retirement planning. And we have, uh, again, in our wealth toolkit, our retirement planning tool is something that someone can come in and we can let them know what are their goals for achieving their income. Because the money is there. You know, you didn't build up a million dollars to have the million dollars sit there and for you to brag about having a million dollars. You got the million dollars to provide an income. And the reason you want a bigger portfolio is because you would like to have a more substantial income whenever you are retired so that you can do more things. Either do more things for yourself, like traveling or whatever you like to do, or do more things for your kids or your grandkids or your church or whatever you want to give money to. You like to be able to do more things for that. And a large portfolio only means income as far as I'm concerned. You want it to provide the income that you that you have. And that's where what we were talking about before, making a plan comes into the equation. And if you like the idea of having a plan going into retirement, then giving us a call might be a good thing to do. What do you think, Pamela? I think that's a great idea to go into retirement with a plan. So if you would like to sit down with someone and make sure that you've got a good withdrawal plan in effect for retirement, then call us at 800-277-0025. Noel has many years of experience in not only helping his clients set retirement goals, but in helping them after they retire as well. And we can work together with you to make sure you're making the most of your retirement money and that you have a withdrawal plan that makes you feel comfortable and relaxed. If you have the knowledge when you need it, you'll be much more comfortable in retirement. 800-277-0025 is the number to reach us. And also be sure and check out the feature report with all the information we are discussing today, how to make your retirement assets last a lifetime. It can be found at theprovestperspective.com. We are so glad you are here with us today. On today's Provost Perspective, we've been talking about how to make your assets last a lifetime. Now, retirement is that shift in thinking from saving, saving, saving before you retire to spending, spending, spending after you retire. Now, you may be wondering, how hard can it be to spend money? My wife doesn't think it's very hard. <laughs> well, unfortunately for many retirees, it's harder than you can imagine. <laughs> not for her, not for her. So far today, we've been talking about the 4% plan. And that is the plan to take 4% of your total retirement savings the first year and then 4% adjusted for inflation in the years after. And that plan is based on the idea that you'll be living for about 30 years after you retire. But other analysts think that 3% is a better way to go because of the changing markets and the longer lifespans. And so to find out more about these 4% and 3% rules and how they work, go online and download the report, How to Make Your Assets Last a Lifetime. You can find it at the ProvestPerspective.com and Provest is P like Paula, R-O-V like Victor, E-S-T. Another way to get it is to give us a call at 800-277-0025. All right, moving on. 
So no matter whether it's the 4% rule or the 3% rule, there are some laws that mandate the minimum amounts that you have to draw out of your retirement accounts. Noel, can you talk with us about those a minute? Yeah, the good news is when you retire is that you finally get to spend money you've been saving for all these years. The bad news is that Uncle Sam will have his hand out when you do. You know, by law, after you turn 73 years old, you are required to begin taking minimum distributions annually from your 401ks, your IRAs, your SEP, that's Simplified Employee Pension Plan IRA, your Simple IRA, and other types of tax-deferred savings accounts, and you have to do it by April 1st of the year for the year before. After year one, withdrawals must be made by December 31st of each year. If you delay the first RMD until the following year, you'll find yourself making two payments in the same calendar year, the one you delayed and the one that would be due for year two. Because they were not taxed previously, you will have to pay income taxes on those withdrawals. Failing to take an RMD each year will result in a 25% penalty on what should have been withdrawn in addition to the taxes owed on that RMD. The amount you must withdraw each year is determined by an internal revenue service formula that is based on your life expectancy. There is a copy of this table in our report, the 123s of RMDs. Unless the tax deferred accounts are depleted over time, the RMDs will increase with age. Now, although the RMD is based, I say RMD, that's called required minimum distribution. Now, although it's based on The total of all the tax-deferred accounts, you are not required to take withdrawals from each account unless it is still in your 401k from when you were working. As long as you are withdrawing at least the minimum required, you can take the distributions from one account or any combination of the accounts. There have been several people that had three or four IRAs, and they wanted to take all the money out of one of them. And, of course, they're allowed to do that. Now, the rules regarding 401ks, they're a little different. If you're still working at 73 and are less than a 5% owner in the company, you don't have to take a distribution from your current employer's 401k until you leave your job. And unlike an IRA, even after you turn 73, you can continue to fund a 401k plan as long as you keep working. Another difference between IRAs and 401ks is that if you have multiple 401k plans, you know, like you've worked in several different jobs and you left those 401ks where they were, you must calculate a separate required minimum distribution from each employer plan, and you must take a distribution from each plan once you turn 73. This is one reason why having a professional financial analyst by your side can help you stop from making a huge difference when it comes to making retirement more understandable and comfortable. Retirement is a brand new road to navigate, so if you need help, please don't hesitate to give us a call at 800-277-0025, because this is what we do. Noel has a lot of experience. You can ask us any questions you may have or set up a time to come in and talk with us in person. 800-277-0025. Now, while knowing how each type of account fits into the rules is important, having a handle on tax strategies is also key. Noel, is it true that minimizing the taxes you owe on your money is really one of the best ways to maximize your withdrawals? Well, yeah, one of the best ways to maximize withdrawals is to minimize the income taxes that you owe on them. For the best tax outcome, it's important to coordinate withdrawals between taxable brokerage accounts and pre-tax accounts such as IRAs and 401ks. 
Conventional wisdom now suggests that taxable investment accounts should be exhausted first, then tax-deferred accounts, and finally tax-free accounts. That strategy allows tax-deferred and tax-free accounts to continue to grow, but there could be some downsides to that traditional approach. Being too good at tax deferral could result in the IRA growing so large that future withdrawals could actually drive the retiree into that higher tax bracket. So the optimal approach is actually to preserve the tax preference value of retirement accounts and to fill the tax brackets early on by funding retirement spending from taxable investment accounts by doing systematic partial Roth conversions of a pre-tax IRA to fill brackets in the early years. If withdrawals are taken simultaneously from both types of accounts, a retiree's savings will last longer. And by taking the partial distribution from the IRA each year, the distributions can occur in a lower tax bracket. Now, one smart method is to systematically convert portions of any traditional IRAs into Roth IRAs prior to retirement. The goal is to prevent you from being pushed into a higher tax bracket when it's time for you to start taking your required minimum distributions by paying Roth taxes now rather than traditional IRA taxes later when they may be in a higher tax bracket. On the other hand, retirees who continue to work at least part-time may want to withdraw funds from their Roth IRA account because their income now is presumably higher than it will be while they're not working at all. I will say this, and I've talked to many people who come in and they talk about the Roth conversion. They've got $100,000 in their Roth and they've got $700,000 in their traditional IRA, and they want to move the money that's in the traditional IRA over to the Roth. And I say that's a great idea if it works, but let's put the pencil to it because if converting that money while you're working, in this case, while you're working to a Roth and you're already in a 24% tax bracket and that converting any of the Roth will put it in a 32% tax bracket, I would rather pay 12 to 22 to 24% in federal income tax. Those are the brackets. Later on, then pay 32% in taxes now because any money that you pay in taxes now to convert it to a Roth, that money that you pay to the government will not be there to grow for you over time once you pay it out in taxes. So sometimes it's not a good idea to convert to Roth. Everything is an individual decision that we always look at as far as our clients because we don't think anything is a good idea all the time for everybody. Definitely different to look at everybody's situation. So as you can see, there are intricacies here and maximizing the power of your retirement account withdrawals can mean very different things for different retirees. So give us a call at 800-277-0025 if you'd like to talk with Noel about your specific situation, any questions that you might have, 800-277-0025. You can also find the copy of this report, How to Make Your Assets Last a Lifetime, on our website. And in addition, you can find the one, two, threes of RMDs, which Noel has referenced. It talks more specifically about your required minimum distributions. And another report that you might find useful is, is a Roth conversion right for you? It goes into a lot of the specifics on things to consider for a Roth conversion. All three of those reports can be found online at theprovestperspective.com. Again, that's www.theprovestperspective.com. Thank you for tuning in today as we are talking about how to make your assets last a lifetime. 
You know, the planning doesn't stop once you start working and the saving part of your retirement planning is over. In fact, having a withdrawal plan before you retire can save you thousands of dollars. Because when you're 73, you're legally required to take money out of your IRA and 401ks. So calculating this amount involves looking at your total savings and then looking at an IRS life expectancy chart. We also talked about how taxes can hit you hard. Doing some account conversions before you retire or even afterward can save you a lot of money. It takes a bit of figuring, looking at your tax brackets, whether you intend to keep working part or full time after age 73, and how much you'll be required to take out of your accounts. Now, once you've got your tax and required minimum distribution situation straightened out, you may realize that you're going to be leaving some money behind. Most of us intend to give that money to our loved ones. But what we don't want to happen is for much of it to go back to the government and taxes. Noel, can you tell how someone can minimize their heirs tax? Well, retirees that wish to pass along their assets to the heirs, well, they have additional consequences of taxes to consider. In those situations, you may need to delay withdrawals from, say, a Roth IRA because those funds would pass to your heirs tax-free. Other inherited assets, such as those from 401k or rollover IRAs, they're taxable to the heirs whose tax rates may be higher than that of the retiree. In that case, the retiree may want to spend down his or her tax-deferred assets to remove them from the estate. And retirees who want to minimize the tax burdens faced by their heirs should also look at deferring withdrawals from taxable assets with large capital gains. Those assets, such as individual stocks, will get a step up in value prior to the tax bill being determined. The result is that heirs will pay a much lower tax on capital gains than the retiree because the basis of those gains will be the value of the asset when the retiree died, not when they were first purchased. So you can reduce or avoid paying taxes on RMDs by donating up to $100,000 directly to a public charity or your church or any other 501c3 organization. It's important to sort of know the tax laws about how to inherit or how to pass your assets along to other people. And if you're one of those people that is expecting an inheritance, if the person that you're expecting the inheritance from is open to it, you know, you might want to suggest that they give us a call and we discuss the best way to pass along those assets to the person that's going to be inheriting them. I know that my wife is an only child and she will be the sole beneficiary of her parents' estate. We've had that discussion. We've done the work, you know, getting the wills and trusts and things that are needed to be put in place because it's important to make sure that everything passes the most efficient way possible. And that's what we can do to help. Our team is ready to get you rolling with a great plan. And there's a couple of goals we have. Number one, to make sure that you have enough for your retirement in the long run. And number two, to minimize your tax burden, because the more you pay in taxes, the less you'll have to spend in your golden years. We can help you make a smart and reasonable roadmap for your retirement spending. We've got a retirement planning tool in our Wealth Toolkit. But just know that these plans need to be laid out years before retirement. So the quicker you can get to work on this, the better. Whatever stage of the game you find yourself in, we can help you make the best choices that will save you the most money. So give us a call if there is anything we can do to help. 800-277-0025. Be sure and check out our feature report, How to Make Your Assets Last a Lifetime. That and two other reports that you may find useful can be found on our website, 
theprovestperspective.com. And those other reports are the one, two, threes of RMDs. And is a Roth conversion right for me? Everything we've covered today can be found in all three of those reports, and they're free. You can get them by going online at our radio website, theprovestperspective.com, or by calling us at 800-277-0025. All right, the tax consequences and options for minimizing them are sort of complex and can be hard to understand. The rules are also fluid and can change at any time, <laughs> any time Congress is in session. The right strategy depends on a variety of factors, including your age, the value of your accounts, and the components of your estate. For example, converting funds from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA could save one person money on her taxes, but actually increase the taxes owed by someone else. Proper sequencing of withdrawals, which accounts to tap, and in what order, is also crucial to maximizing your savings, but can be complicated and difficult to execute. The wrong choices can profoundly impact your financial future, as well as those of your heirs. Before making any significant decisions about spending in retirement, you may want to work with your financial advisor and or tax specialist before you begin taking withdrawals from your savings. And the earlier you put a plan in place, the greater the likelihood that it will succeed. Now, this is where I want to make one last plea or pitch or whatever for our retirement planning tool in our Wealth Toolkit. It is a fabulous, fabulous program that has been used to help clients really understand what they can do with their money when they get to retirement. And this is not for people who are 75 years old and they're already set in their ways and they're already doing the things the way they're going to do it. It's for people who are 45 or 55 and people that are looking to say, okay, I want this type of a lifestyle when I'm retired. What is it going to cost to give it to me? What's it going to take? What am I going to have to have? And it takes into account not only your tax-deferred savings, but the money that you have in taxable accounts, the money that you have in possible inheritances, all the things that you're going to have to be able to provide you with an income. It's important that you know about all that and that be part of the planning process. And so we have the retirement planning tool, and it's not a product. It is basically a way to have a good process for knowing what you're going to need. As you realize, we've not talked about a single product today. We've not talked about anything to invest in or anything like that because all that is determined by the individual client. What do you want to happen with your life at some point in the future? We're here to help you achieve what you want to achieve. And that's where we are today. And that's what our entire program has been about today is trying to give you information that you can use and information that will do you good down the road. Right. Because as Noel said many times, every plan's different for everyone. So it's not a cookie cutter plan that we have here. We have a retirement plan that we sit down and talk with you individually, customize it according to your needs and what your goals are, what you're looking to accomplish. And based on that, it's important that you start talking with someone. Perhaps you've already got someone on your team that you really trust. And if so, that's great because you need to take your money seriously. That's what it's all about. But if you don't have someone working with you to navigate all of the pitfalls for retirement for you, we would love to be able to help you. It's important to get started with that planning. And Noel can create an individual plan that can help you maximize your retirement money. 
With the retirement planning tool in our wealth toolkit, we can get you on a path that will help keep the total taxes that you pay during your retirement years down to the least amount possible, potentially allowing your portfolio to grow stronger and last longer. You may live a lot longer than you think, and we want you to have that money around to last as long as you need it. And if you leave anything behind, we want as much of that as possible to go to your loved ones as you see fit. Sometimes retirement can feel like this giant unknown blob just floating out there in the distance, even as it gets closer and closer. But we can get all of those giant unknowns taken out of play with a tangible plan that makes the most sense for you. So call us now at 800-277-0025. You can email us at asknoel, A-S-K-N-O-E-L, at theprovestperspective.com. Or you can check out our website with all of the information and reports that we've got there and share it with someone that you think might benefit from it. That website address is theprovestperspective.com. We appreciate you spending your valuable time with us today, and we hope you've learned some things that will help you in your retirement. Our report, How to Make Your Assets Last a Lifetime, is too important not to have and too important not to share. And remember, don't don't just just invest, invest, provest. And thanks for listening to the Provest Perspective Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information on Noel Swain CFP or this episode, visit theprovestperspective.com. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Provest Wealth Advisors are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Investing involves risk. Depending on the types of investments, there may be varying degrees of risk. Investors should be prepared to bear loss, including total loss of principal. Indices mentioned during this broadcast are unmanaged and cannot be invested indirectly. When we state that we're investing in the S&P 500, Russell 2000, and other indexes, we mean that we We invest in funds that mimic the index, not the index itself. Diversification and asset allocation strategies do not always assure profit or protect against loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investing regular amounts steadily over time, dollar cost averaging, may lower your average per share cost. Periodic investment programs cannot guarantee profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Dollar cost averaging is a long-term strategy involving continuous investing, regardless of fluctuating price levels, and as a result, you should consider your financial ability to continue to invest during periods of fluctuating price levels. Tax-free withdrawals or tax-free income referenced are dependent on terms and conditions that vary based on the product or investment selected. Client testimonials may not be representative of the experience of other customers and are no guarantee of future performance or success. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., registered broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC.